Welcome to Super Empowered Angels. Today, we're in another tree. We have Terry McDougall as our special guest for this podcast, uh, for this episode. So, Terry, welcome to Super Empowered Angels. Thank you for coming and joining us today. Jean, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm excited for our conversation. All right, so Terry McDowell is an exec- executive and a career coach and author of Winning the Game of Work, Career Happiness and Success on Your Own Terms. She works with high-achieving business owners and professionals who are successful but not satisfied to help them increase the overlap between their professional success and personal happiness she was the first person in her family to go to college and she was determined to succeed in business world even though she had no role models she learned many lessons the hard way along the way and she is now inspired to help other people avoid stumbling blocks she faced along the way So prior to becoming a full-time coach and entrepreneur in 2017, she was a long-time marketing executive with a large national bank. She's also a wife and a mom uh, of three kids. And we will uh, put the links below on how to get connected with her. So... Terry, I am so glad that you are here today and share your knowledge and gifts with us. Well, I am so happy to be here and I I can't wait to just jump right in. Yes, go ahead. The floor is yours. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us about your, um, your journey and your mission and how you can help others. Yeah, you know, so um, as you mentioned in the the intro there, I was the first person in my college to graduate from college or first person in my family to graduate from college. And, you know, for whatever reason, I just was a very ambitious person. Like I wanted to make it in the business world and, you know, make a lot of money and be successful. But what I thought it was going to take for that to happen wasn't exactly what happened when I got into the business world. Like I, I was a good student and I thought, well, if I just sort of keep my head down and I work hard in the business world, that I'll have the same kind of success that I did at school. And it didn't take me very long to realize that that wasn't the case, that I would look around and I would see people that in my mind didn't seem like they were, you know, quote unquote, doing a good job, but yet they would get promoted. And I felt like I was doing a good job and I wasn't making a lot of headway. Um, and so that just got me really looking around to see what people did, um, what I was missing. And over the course of years and, you know, kind of trying things and, and trying different things and I guess learning by trial and error and then finally getting some mentors that helped me, I started to realize that um, some of the things that I thought would help me be uh, successful were sort of counterintuitive. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I wrote about a lot of those things in the book, but I would say that, you know, some of some of the things that I talk about with people today is how to identify leverage points at work, because often what I see is that if somebody is a is a strong individual contributor 
or if they've started a business and maybe they start out as the, you know, the only person and they start adding people to their business, that a lot of times they don't sort of mentally promote themselves to the Mm -hmm. next level, that they keep doing, you know, working as hard and working on the same things as they did when they were at sort of an entry level. And what I really try to help people do is step back and say, how can I have the same impact or maybe even more, more impact by doing things in a smarter way? And, Mm -hmm. you know, part of the way that you do that is by looking for those leverage points. And an example is learning how to effectively delegate. And I can tell you from my coaching business that many times when I'm working with people, they'll they'll say, well, you know, I know I should delegate, but, you know, we're just so busy and it's just a lot quicker for me to do this than it is for me to delegate to somebody. But what happens in those cases is that the people that report to the manager or to the business owner start to get discouraged because they start, you know, sensing that that supervisor doesn't trust them, doesn't believe that they're capable of, um, you know, doing a good job. And so they actually don't show up as as fully and as strongly as they're Mm -hmm. capable of doing. And then it just sort of becomes this vicious cycle that, you know, the manager loses more um, faith in the people, and then they just show up, you know, they just do the minimum. But there Mm. are steps that people can take to effectively train. Um, And a lot of times what happens is that in some ways, it's sort of like, um, you know, we we hear about the sink or swim way of of learning how to swim, right? That you Mm -hmm. throw somebody in the deep end, and they either learn how to swim or they drown. And a lot yeah, of times, or, or scream shark. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You scream, you yell shark, and then they start swimming. Yeah, yeah. And that's a really stressful way to learn, right? I mean, if I think about, you know, I've got three kids, and that's not how I taught them how to swim, right? Like we started in the baby pool and got them used to it. And then, you know, got the little floaties and, you know, step-by-step we taught them till they felt comfortable knowing how to swim, but we watched them. And, and that's really kind of what you have to do when you're training people as well. And it can, it can take longer, but the reality is that like once people feel comfortable and they step fully into you know, doing whatever it is that you need them to do, you can fully delegate. And then as a manager or as a business owner, you can start looking at those higher level challenges within your business. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's sort of a short term problem in the fact that sometimes people feel like I don't have enough time to train them, um, but it, it really pays long term dividends. And I know that that seems like, you know, oh, well, how does that impact like personal happiness? But the reality is that when people feel like they don't have any choices but to work 24-7, obviously that's going to have a negative impact on them feeling like they've got time to spend with their family or or exercise or go out with friends. Because even if they are doing those things, they're worried about, oh my gosh, you know, I have all this work to do. And Mm -hmm. um, so sometimes just those, those mindset shifts like, I can trust other people and I can learn the skills of how, how I can delegate. But that's, I mean, that's just one of those leverage points. There's a lot more of, you know, things like, you know, looking at processes and saying, 
you know, is this still the best way to do something? You know, can we re-engineer the way we do things or can we put uh, a repeatable process in place for things that we do again and again, or do we just have to keep, you know, doing it the hard way, like we've already always done it. So mm-hmm. those are just a few things that, you know, I, yeah. I focus uh, on hire, helping people. <laughs> well, it's like hire somebody that's smart enough to, to be trained, right? It's like yeah, even yeah. like hire somebody smarter than you. That way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they can use you know, their, their knowledge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, sometimes people I think get fearful of like, well, if I hire people smarter than me, what does that mean for me? You know, but the reality is that if you, if you mentally promote yourself, if you hire smart people under you that you can fully delegate things to that you've been doing, you rise. And then when Mm -hmm. you rise, you're able to see further out into the future and you can see new opportunities. You can spend more time on coming up with your next new product idea. You can spend more time on sales. You can spend more time on things that only you can do. Um, yeah. And I, that, that's kind of a, also like an opportunity cost of not delegating is that sometimes, you know, when we do things that we potentially could delegate to somebody, we're not doing things that only we can do. And, yeah. um, you know, we, we can suffer for, and you know, that, that can be work related things, but that's also personal things, right? That might be, mm-hmm. I'm going to leave work to go to my son's baseball game. You know, mm-hmm. because, but if we're saying, oh, I have so much work to do, I can't do that. And then we, we don't have the time or the energy or the focus to spend on things that make life worth living. Yes. Yes. Even if, um, if they're not ready to really have a, a full-time employee in their office, you can even get a virtual assistant that are knowledgeable about the, the business and train them well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's funny because a way to get help. Yeah. And it's, (laughs) it's funny because I actually um, am onboarding a virtual assistant right now. And I mean, just like everybody else, I have trouble with this too, you know, and I've Mm -hmm. been a solopreneur for four years and um, I am finally at the point where I'm realizing that there's a lot of things that I'm doing that I shouldn't be doing because it takes me away from things that only I can do. So mm-hmm. I've, I've hired a virtual assistant and it's sometimes it is hard to step back and say, what are the things that I should delegate? And then how do I explain this to my virtual assistant? It's not easy, but mm-hmm. it's worthwhile. Like I keep thinking about like, oh my gosh, what's this going to be like when <laughs> I don't even have to think about this stuff at all because my wonderful virtual assistant, Kellyanne, can take care of this. Yeah, but once they're trained, they know what they're doing, then you, you free some of your time for more important things that you, you only can do. It's like on the side, I have, um, I do alterations for wedding gowns. Mm-hmm. And that's like, I cannot delegate that because it's, it's just me that can do it. Right, right. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, so, mm-hmm. well, wow, that's, that's, um, that must be fun. It like is seeing fun. All the I different... do it for the side because I, I love dresses and uh-huh. uh, I used to do it full time. Now I just do it part time because I don't want to let that go because it's, it, it's kind of therapeutic. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I do it and I charge a lot, but 
It's a, well, it's, I mean, that's the that's a beauty when you can do something that that you love and you're good at and people will pay for. That's the best. <laughs> yeah, sometimes people are like really. I'm like, yeah. Do you want it done or not? Because this is Jean. I am expensive, but worth it. Dot com. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, like it's a you know, hopefully a once in a lifetime day, and and people spend do spend a lot of money on their on their wedding. Yeah, so, there right? are like, some that yeah, there are some that even. I charge them quite a lot and they still like, oh, you did a really great job. It fit me perfectly. And they give extra, they give you tip. Like, oh, thank you. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, so that. if you have something, uh, uh, um, talent, uh, skill that you, you know you're going to do it better than anybody else, then that's what you're going to focus your energy and, and delegate the other things, yeah. the other things that you can delegate. Yeah. Well, you know, I also think that that's where the happiness comes from, right? When we can say to ourselves, and, you know, I'll just give you an example of this from my career. Like, um, it actually goes way back to the beginning of my career. When I first got out of college, my boyfriend's mom gave me this book called What Colors Your Parachute. And Mm -hmm. she said, before you start looking for a job, I want you to read this book and do all the exercises in it. And the book, it's, it's sort of a, a career classic book. It's been around for like 50 years and they update it every year. But like the heart of the book is about really looking at yourself and saying, what am I good at? What do I like to do? And then like once you kind of come up with those things, you look out into the marketplace and say, where's our need for you know this area where this is what I like to do and this is what I'm good at. And that's when people are happy. You know, and a lot of times I've seen, um, and that's actually what I did four years ago too, whenever I was um, in my corporate job. And I'd say over the course of maybe the last two or three years that I was at my last company, I was in a job that I wasn't very happy with. And so that just got me thinking about like, what am I good at and what do I like to do? Mm -hmm. And, you know, as a manager and a leader, I always did a lot of coaching and mentoring of my staff and it. I felt like it really paid off in terms of they were able to grow. My team did a good job. It was helpful to me because I didn't have to worry about a lot of things because I had great people working for me and who wanted mm-hmm. to work for me. Um, so I became a, a coach. But, you know, a lot of times people in their businesses or their careers, they won't take that into consideration. They'll just say, well, what will the market play, pay for? And they'll, mm-hmm. they'll start a business or they'll get a job doing that. They'll say, oh, well, I'll just do this job because you can make a lot of money doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times people can be good at something that they don't like. Yeah. And yeah. that is a recipe for unhappiness because, mm-hmm. you know, you have to get up and go to work every day. And some days you're going to be like, uh, I really, even when you love what you do, some days you're going to be mm-hmm. like, I don't want to. I don't want to go in today, but if you really <laughs> don't like what you do and you make a lot of money, it becomes sort of a trap. Yes. You, yes. You know, I, it's hard I've been to there. Yeah. I've been there. Yeah. And then you feel like, oh, I really don't want to do it today. I, you feel like there's an elephant sitting on your chest and I'm like, okay, <laughs> yeah. that's it. I don't want to do this. Yeah. <laughs> but then you have to pay the bills, right? So you, you know, you have to get up and it's mm-hmm. like dragging yourself in. So I just kind of think like, find something that you love to do and that you're good at, and then find a place where you can get paid to do that. Yes, yes. 
because it's so important when you you love what you're doing and also you get paid for doing what you love mm-hmm. that's how it's like it you're it's rewarding to do that job and so you're happier you have yes, more time exactly. you have more time for uh, your family and personal things so. yeah exactly it's it's funny because um one of my one of my clients um, actually left me a review on um, Google yesterday for my business, and mm-hmm. she when she first came to me, she was so unhappy with the job that she had, and so we worked together over the course of a few months. And um, by the end of our time working together, she ended up getting a new job, and you know she was mm-hmm. just saying in the review how much she loved her job. And I was great (laughs) to me. I mean, that like warms my heart so much. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously I got paid, you know, I was working with her as a coach, but Mm -hmm. that's where my satisfaction comes from. Is it when somebody is like, she helped me get to a point where I got a job that I absolutely love. And I was like, ah, because I want people to be happy. You know, I want them to be Mm -hmm. successful and I want them to be happy. And yeah, really I I, that can I felt so bad on people. I know I used to work in factory. After divorce, I was working in this factory that it just like a lot of people are so miserable. They they run the machine and then they start crying. They go to the bathroom. It's like yeah, it's like the, they don't have hope. They just think that that's all that they're born to just live their life that way. And mm-hmm. like, and they ask me, why are you so happy? Like, like there are a, a lady that would say good morning. She was like, "What's so good in the morning? I have to come here and work." I was like, "Oh man, it's because they they think that they have to stay there all their life." And yeah. and um, I'm like, I'm happy because I know this is temporary. I'm not gonna stay here forever. This is yes. temporary. It's just to yes. get my feet like back on my feet to get back on my feet because I just lost my house and oh, I, I had yeah. to, to do whatever I can do. And the, 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 the alterations business, it wasn't, um, I had to move. I, I, I had to live in the car for over a month before I closed on the new house. Oh my I gosh. Yeah. I was buying. So I, but I was like doing my best and smiling all the time. I'm like, this is temporary. This is not going to be forever. <laughs> so so yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's um, funny. Like whenever do your best. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt you, Jean. Yeah. Um, fine, fine. Go ahead. I think there was a little lag, but um, you know, whenever I'm working with people, the first thing that I really get them to try to do is get very, very clear on what it is that they want. You know, get clear on their goal. And mm-hmm. you know, to your point, you know, it doesn't. When you set a goal, it doesn't mean that it's immediately going to happen. But if you sort of, you know, it's almost like looking at your North Star that like, you know, that's the direction that you want to go in and it can make things like temporarily tolerable, you mm-hmm. know, if, because it turns, it turns like, you know, the factory job or like waiting on tables or whatever you're tolerating in that moment, it turns it from being like, oh my gosh, this is my life forever to this is just a step on the journey towards the thing that I want. And, you know, it just, it reframes it so that you're like, well, I'm making money so that I can buy my new house and set Mm -hmm. up my alteration business. And it it becomes part of the plan instead of just like, you know, the dead end. 
Yeah, yeah. Instead of just uh, depending on that job that you don't you don't really like, and then you're miserable miserable all day. So yeah, yeah. Just use it as a stepping stone to the next level. Right, right. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, um, tell us about how um, how did you like get into this coaching business? Well. You know, I, I mentioned, it's funny because I, I don't think that at first I realized how far back this went, but, you know, I mentioned that my boyfriend's mom had given me that book before I um, started interviewing for jobs when I got out of college. And when I look back, I realized that that sort of got me in the mindset of this whole idea of, you know, being being cognizant of what you like to do and what you're good at. And I think that that's always been sort of like a guiding force in my career since then, because, you know, I didn't just go out. I would have done this had I not gotten that advice. I would have just mm -hmm. gone out and said, <clears throat> I just need a job. And I probably would have just gotten some job, gotten hired and not been happy in it. And then that would have really set me off in a path that would not have been satisfying. But, you know, because of what she did with that, I... I was a uh, marketer. That's, you know, I kind of found that path. And, mm -hmm. you know, as a creative person, you know, I was able to get paid to be creative at work. Um, but I did at one point into my career um, hire a coach. I felt like I sort of hit mm -hmm. a wall. I, I felt like, you know, I said earlier, I really was ambitious and I wanted to move up, but I didn't know what to do differently. And in fact, I, you know, I bombed on a, an interview for an internal um, promotion that I really felt like I was qualified for, but I just got really nervous and I did really badly. And so I, I decided to hire somebody to help me, you know, mm -hmm. she helped me with my interviewing skills. She helped me sort of mentally promote myself so that I really was mm -hmm. showing up with looking like I was ready to be a leader. Um, and uh, that that meant a lot to me, and that actually was the boost that helped me kind of get that next level job and start making more money. Um, so I knew about coaching, um, but the last uh, company that I worked for before I started my business, I was there for 12 years. And for most of the time that I was there, I really enjoyed it. I learned a lot. I, mm -hmm. I got to do, you know, I got to travel. I got to do lots of cool things. But the last job that I had was not one that I wanted. My boss said, I want you to take this job. I really tried to say no. And she kept saying, yes, you're going to take this job. And <laughs> it wasn't really a very good fit. And I was mm -hmm. not happy. Uh, and I, you know, I tried hard, but I just wasn't very happy in the job. And um, I ended up leaving that company and, and saying to myself, like what's next for me. And I just did the same thing that I did at the beginning of my career. I just said, what am I good at? And what do I like to do? Mm -hmm. And I, I always did enjoy coaching and mentoring. And I knew about, you know, executive and career coaching because I had hired somebody and I met somebody networking who had gone to a coach training school. And, you know, once I learned about it, I decided to go and get a certification as a professional coach Mm -hmm. And so the rest is history. <laughs> I, um, yeah, yeah. All good I, for you. Yeah, that you did not just settle for that job, and you went out and find your your um, passion. 
Right? Yeah, yeah. And I, you know, I was unhappy. It took a while for me to come to that because it's hard to walk away from, you know, that regular paycheck. It was good to, uh-huh. you know, that's one thing I do kind it's of miss is like direct deposit <laughs> every two weeks. But um, but uh, I'm I'm a lot happier now and I feel like I'm living my purpose so much more too, you know, just knowing that the things that I work on are helping people directly to be happier and more successful. Um, and it's, you know, I feel like it's <clears throat> really a privilege yeah, <clears throat> to yeah. help people. The, yeah. You remind me of uh, a, a bird. Um, my neighbor ha- had a bird and then she mm-hmm. works in the hospital. And then she called me and like, Jean, I forgot to, I think I forgot to close the cage. And so when she fed the, the bird and then so I, one, like it was five hours la- later after she left. And I went like, oh, and then so I went there, the bird's still in the cage. And I was like, bird, what were you thinking? You could have been free. But as human being, we do the same thing. We sometimes there's, there's the door is open. We can go and, and be free, but we, we, we chose to get stuck on a job. That, it's, it's, sc- uh, it's the, very uh, scary. You know, I, yeah, I, because the bird probably thinking, oh, there's cats out there. Maybe the other birds gonna reject me. I was like doing that in my mind. <laughs> what are you thinking, bird? You could have been free. But yeah, there's predators out there, but the, the bird chose security instead of, uh, opportunity of so. freedom. Yeah. I, I yeah, use freedom. this analogy of, I was kind of fantasizing about leaving my job for a while. And I kept thinking of myself, you know, being in this like, um, you know, airplane that, that, um, you know, skydivers are in. And it was sort of like, I had my back, you know, I had my parachute on and I kept looking out the the door of the plane and I kept thinking I want to jump I want to jump but I was really afraid to because I thought if I jump I'm just going to go splat on the tarmac I might (laughs) fail Um, but you know when I finally got the courage to go ahead and jump what I find is that I haven't I haven't even landed yet you know I'm just out there like Mm -hmm. doing flips flying around enjoying it and yeah yeah what what I realize is there's a lot more options than what I realized um you know, there's a lot of ways to make ends meet. There's a lot when you're out when you're out there as an entrepreneur, if you join up with other entrepreneurs, if you I mean, I was lucky going through my coach training program because a lot of other people that were becoming coaches, mm-hmm. they were setting up their own businesses and that kind of thing. And I've just stayed in touch with a lot of my friends that I met through my my program. And you know, they've been very supportive. They've given me ideas. I was in a mastermind group for a couple of years with several coaches and we just supported each other. You know, we would come yeah. to, we'd meet every two weeks um, just for an hour, but just come together and talk about mm-hmm. our successes, about, you know, maybe problems that we were having. Mm-hmm. If we were, you know, learn, if we found some new online tool that was helping us with our business, we would share that, you know, and it was just really nice to have people that, were experiencing the you know similar things and know that I wasn't alone yeah yeah I am I I'm in the uh, I took a coaching uh, program too and um so that that's how sometimes we would like with another student we we would talk and like practice coaching each other Mm -hmm. and I also belong to account accountability group that we're putting Mm -hmm. things together so 
it's it's good to have somebody that have because sometimes entrepreneur is like you're you feel alone if you don't yes. connect with uh, another entrepreneur because your family friends they don't really get it they don't they don't <laughs> Uh, yeah and it's and i i always think of it as sort of like being on this journey walking you know on a road and you know sometimes you can see like say for example if you're like going to the top of mount kilimanjaro like i've never done that but i've heard from people that have like it's just like a long it's one of the easier mountains to to trek to the top of and you can see the top a lot of times and so it keeps you motivated but then i'm sure that there are sometimes whenever you kind of go into a low point and you can't see where you're going and it's scary. And mm -hmm. I think that that's when it's really helpful to have other people that can sort of like pull you out of the ditch and be like, no, yeah. come on, I can see where we're going, you know, keep uh -huh. going. Um, it's just, it's helpful because when you're by yourself, it's, um, you know, everything's up to you. And, and sometimes you just don't have the energy or you get discouraged and it's very helpful to have other people around you to, pick you up and encourage you yeah i have different mentors in different area that way they're expert in one area mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> that i need to learn still yeah definitely well it's funny I'm, I'm so, even... oh go ahead go ahead i'm so a work of work in progress so aren't we all yeah <laughs> totally totally well even as a um you know i was a marketer for so long in the business world but i have a marketing coach now um, because, you know, it's really different when you're working with a big company that has lots of money and, you know, big marketing departments and you have lots of people to rely on and you can get your ad agency to do stuff. Very different when you're by yourself and you have to do everything <laughs> and, yeah. and you're, you know, marketing a very different type of business. So, you know, I've, I've got somebody that helps me with that kind of stuff. And, you know, sometimes you do have to just raise your hand and say, hey, I need help. Like, I need to find somebody that can help me do this better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because why waste your time uh, getting uh, stuck on that one? Somebody else can do it faster. Yeah. By the yeah, time exactly. you waste your time there, you could have paid somebody and made money in different area that you're good at. Right? Yes. Yeah, definitely. And I one thing that we haven't talked about that I think is really important to focus on too is, you know, keeping your energy focused on your goals. And sometimes what happens is that we start, you know, our energy starts leaking out because we start worrying, we start having negative thoughts. And that's, that's sort of like having a bucket full of energy, but mm -hmm. having holes in the bottom, you know? And so when it comes time You're to like, so right. do something, like you go and like the energy's all drained out because you've been worrying and thinking like, oh, what if this terrible thing happens? And, you know, sometimes... Well, actually, that energy is not there to focus on actually making a positive impact on whatever it is that you're trying to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also the impo imposter syndrome, people think they're not yeah. good enough when they actually, every. I believe that each one of us have something to share. Even our story, if we tell our story and it will touch someone's life, inspire someone. I believe that 100%, and I, I say it all the time, that I think each one of us was put on this earth for a reason. We each have unique gifts, and mm -hmm. I think that each of our missions is to find out why we're here. And, mm -hmm. you know, I think a lot of us think that, you know, success is what we see on TV, right? 
or, you know, that's, that's the only legitimate kind of success. And I really think that, you know, success is what we believe it is. And it's really about us stepping into what's authentic for us and, you know, being happy to be who we are, you know, and when we are happy to be who we are, other people are attracted to that. They like that. They, they're inspired Mm -hmm. by that. You know, because then they feel like they can be who they authentically are. And that, to me, that makes the world just a better place. You are so right. <laughs> you are so right. So um, before we end this, uh, what is the most important advice you can give to those who are right now are just starting their business and they're, they're, they, they are successful but not satisfied? Well, I think that it's important to, you know, really look inside yourself and get clear on what it is that you really want to do, like what you personally want to do, not what other people think that you should do or what, you know, how you think people are going to see you if you get a certain job title or if you have a certain type of business. Really get clear on what is going to make you happy and start with that. And, And related to that, if there's something that you really want to do, let that dream live. I see way too often that I'll ask people, what do you want to do? They'll tell me, this is what I want to do, but here's the 10 reasons why I can't do it. I don't have enough Mm -hmm. money. I need to go back to school. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Let your dream live. Okay. Because separately you can start figuring out how to get it. It might take a while, you know, but if you let your dream live, you'll start to see the opportunities to make progress towards that, that dream. So, you know, we're all uh, worthy of having our dreams and believing in ourselves and let, let your dreams live. <laughs> That's my Thank advice. You. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. So um, do you have any offer or um, where, where people can, uh, where our listeners can connect with you. Yeah, people can um, connect with me on my website at terrybmcdougall.com. If people are interested in um, checking out my book, it's available on Amazon and it's called Winning the Game of Work. And then I do have um, a kind of cool free offer that can help people get to know themselves a little bit better. And they can go to giant.tv slash terrymcdougall0 and they can take a free assessment that will tell them what their um, sort of unique voice is in the world mm-hmm. and help them learn how to tap into their strengths and also understand themselves better so that they sort of avoid some of the pitfalls of just their natural um, leadership voice. So All right. I'll, I'll Thank give, you so I'll give much. that link. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll put that on the description. So Thanks, Jean. Thank you so much, and I, I've, I've learned a lot. I enjoy our chat here, so let's stay connected, and I will check out your website also. And so um, this episode is uh, sponsored by my book, The Beauty of Chains, The Fun Way for Women to Turn Pain into Power and Purpose. And if you guys have not read that yet, go ahead, grab it, and it's a way to get to know me in a deeper level because that's where I shared my personal stories and how I I turned my pain into power and purpose my mess into my message so go ahead get that I will put the link below also 
So, Perry, thank you so much. You are awesome and have a great day. Thanks, Jean. You're awesome too. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye.